Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. Welcome back to PM in the AM, a comedy podcast for listeners of all ages. This show contains the kind of humor to make you laugh out loud no matter where you're listening. Each week, we take a deep dive into some of the funniest questions, debates, purchasable items, news stories, and other miscellaneous topics found on the internet. My name is Porter McNeely, and I'm joined by co-host Blake Bushman as we strive to bring you a half hour of humor. Blake, how are you doing this week? I'm fantastic, man. Does it look like I got a little sun here? That's I exactly what I was going to bring up. As if my beard's going to get a tan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your beard's actually looking oh, more thank, brown. Are you, is that you, the just you. for gray men's that yeah. you're uh, it's using? Us- it's usually a little red. I have a little bit of a of a ginger okay. beard. So uh, maybe get, maybe putting it in the sun for a minute, you know, uh, evened out the tones a little bit. <laughs> Dude, I just thought of the next punishment for whatever bracket we come up with in the future. And that is that you have to use just for gray men's in your beard, you know, like those commercials on. <laughs> now, now, hold on. <laughs> is that a gray beard? Is that the one hair. that like gives it a gray tint to make you look more? Uh, oh, yeah. Like the yeah. silver fox. Okay. Exactly. That would be. I think that. Can you imagine me walking around and it's just, <laughs> and yeah, I have a gray beard. I'll do it. That would be amazing. Yeah. If I. Well, yeah. If you lose the next one. But speaking of looking good, Blake, this week I've got the PM and the AM hoodies. Our first ever merch drop came in and I'm wearing the orchid one. I know at the time of ordering, I was like, Blake, I think I might get the purple one. And, and you were kind of making fun of me. But now, man, these things are looking good. Yeah, dude. As soon as I saw it on you, I realized that <laughs> not only was I mistaken for uh, joking with you about it, but I also probably should have ordered it myself because it looks it looks good. But all yeah. the colors, the, all at least the ones I've seen look fantastic. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm happy with the way they turned out. I, I know the people that are that ordered them are anxiously waiting to get them. Yeah, and I was just going to say distribution is in process at the time of listening to this episode. Uh, you should be able to pick those up if you're living close to Blake from him or if you're in the Utah County area living close to me, you can pick it up from me. Well, we've got those ready and we're super pumped. Shout out to everybody who ordered that. And we did just want to clarify that we do have a second order on these now that people have seen how fire they look and we have a more exact price on them. Uh, you can go check out our Instagram bio, which has a link where you can actually sign up to get one of those. Uh, make sure to put your email in there if you're going to need shipping to a different state or something. So that way we can get that to you. But yeah, we're really thrilled with the hoodies. We got that second order coming up soon. And I would be on the lookout if I was you guys, because we are planning on doing some giveaways here. Blake, we got to give back to the morning people for all the support. Yeah, I mean, how could we not, you know, after they listen to us idiots every week, the least we can do is give a, <laughs> do a little merch drop, do a giveaway. True. Um, and now that we actually have merch to give, you know, we got t-shirts <laughs> and hoodies and all sorts of stuff. It should be pretty fun. I, th- I'm a, I think the people will enjoy it. Yeah, I guess you brought up the big key to the giveaway is that we actually had to have yeah. stuff that was <laughs> uh, worth it. <laughs> so it's it's been like three years in the making, but we finally have the product, you know, after a lot of testing and stuff. So couldn't be more excited yeah. for that, honestly. And if you don't want to risk uh, not winning, I mean, feel free to enter. But yeah, go fill out the form. The more people that we have on there, the cheaper that it gets, you know, takes down on shipping costs and everything else. So the more people that order, hopefully you can get yourself a good deal on a hoodie. So today we have a very exciting show coming up for you guys. Last week, we talked about some of our most embarrassing youth sports moments and uh, kind of just different sports that we tried out and and different errors that we made. And we have gone to the mean streets of Reddit to find a bunch of hilarious, submitted, embarrassing sports stories that we will have coming up in our second segment. 
But before we get into there, we want to do a little Arizona trip recap. The boys just got back from an excellent trip. And then we'll get into a listener submitted question of the week. But Blake, I mean, we've kind of been dying to share this story ever since it happened. And I I gotta say, like, how are we always so dumb? How do things like this always happen? I, I just hope that there's not some random guy from uh, Arizona or who, who, wherever he was from that listens to this podcast because he ended up being a an accidental victim to us. You know, we didn't we would never intentionally steal from somebody, but on accident, you know, it happens because we, <laughs> we were down in Arizona. It was me, Porter and, and, our, and our friend Daxton, and we were going to see some spring training games. So we got there to the game. We sat We sat down, found our seats. As we're sitting down, Daxton notices a nice bag of chips sitting there on the ground, just like in front of us by our feet. And, you know, there was like there was people in front of us and like, but there was nobody like in the immediate vicinity of our row that would have like left it there. And so joking around, we give it to Porter and saying, hey, why don't you uh, hold on to these chips that have been obviously sitting here since the last spring training from a year ago? And, you know, we were just joking around. And so Porter puts him to the side, waiting for a rainy day. And fast forward a couple of innings, Porter starts to get a little hungry and uh, whips out these bag of chips. And about that same time, there was a woman sitting in front of us. And at about that same time, her family came back and decided to join her about halfway through the game. I'm not sure where they were at this whole time. I can tell you one thing. They weren't buying chips because they had already done that. And for some reason, the guy put it behind them. And and the only thing, I don't know how it happened, if he noticed Porter eating, if it was one of those things that he saw Porter eating the chips and was like, ooh, I bought chips. Where did those go? Because this (laughs) this poor man starts looking around and we just notice him looking up and down and all over the place. Hey, have you seen my chips? Like, where are they at? Where are they at? He didn't ask us, luckily, because I could not hold it together as we looked over to Porter (laughs) and and all he was doing was a little... (laughs) <laughs> licking off his fingers from this guy's chips that had stolen. Now, look, it wasn't ent- entirely our fault. He had put them on not his own row, to be fair. But at the same time, the timing of it was impeccable, where he was looking for his chips in the exact moment that Porter was dumping the bag of chips into his mouth. <laughs> yeah, he was uh, looking at me at the precisely wrong moment as I was trying to get whatever chip residue was left out of the you bag. You were licking so that like thing clean, thing, too. Yeah, you're <laughs> smacking it. Yeah, That was terrible. But I, I want to clarify my position a little bit, Blake, you know. So from from my perspective, you know, you're sitting on like a bench or you're spread out from your friends a little bit and I just get handed a bag of chips. I'm like, I like chips, you know, original <laughs> Lay's. So if you remember our chip bracket, you know, that's like a C tier chip. Not very good, but hey, I'm hungry. We're at the ballpark. I'm enjoying a nice major league game. Yeah, I'll have a bag of chips. So the first thing I notice is that I think like 10 people must have stepped on this chip bag because every chip was just broken into 10,000 pieces. <laughs> So when Blake and Daxon hit me with the plausible hypothesis that this bag of chips had been sitting out there from the last spring training, it rung true with me. I thought for sure you guys had actually somehow known that and were just like, whatever. And sometimes I, I do like to be the guy where people are like, don't eat this. And I'm like, okay, whatever, I'll eat it. And, and the bag was sealed. I checked that. I learned that the hard way as a kid. Don't eat unsealed things. So I checked that. The bag was fine, but eventually, and I want to clarify as well. I thought at that point, you know, maybe those belonged to somebody else. 
So I don't know if you remember this, but I also said like three or four things. Like I kind of joked around about the bag of chips to make sure everybody around me in a two row area could hear that, hey, we found these chips. Porter's about to eat these chips in the seventh <laughs> inning stretch when he gets hungry. But to make matters worse, Blake mentioned the this lady who I stole their chips. She was glaring <laughs> at me and my wife the entire game. Yeah. It made the game so hard to watch. Every time I talked, she just turned around and just gave me like an evil look. I didn't know why. Oh, see, Blake. that's where you're wrong. She didn't turn around every time you talked. She never turned back around <laughs> when we sat down. It that's was true. I, I was. It was you, your wife, and I was sitting right next to you, and like so, she was basically right in front of me, and I got just profile of her face the whole time because she was just. I mean, this is really good for audio, but I'm going to give you a live, a live <laughs> point of view. This is what she was like. Blake is literally staring into my soul because that is what she was doing. It was so it was weird. The weirdest thing. She was very interested in our conversations. She actually chirped in one time. I don't know if you noticed. We were talking about, I don't know, if somebody had already hit or whatever. And, and she chimed in and let us know. And there were a couple of times that she did contribute to the conversation because she definitely thought she was a part of it the whole time, which made it all the better when you know for a fact no. that she knew you were eating her husband's chips. Yeah, she heard me say like... <laughs> Oh, yeah, these chips are all smashed up. They must be old. She heard all of that, and she didn't say anything, but then she just determined that it would be much better for her to just glare at me the entire game. And, like, every time I was about to talk, I was like, I got to be careful what I say here because random stranger lady is judging me off of this. Random stranger lady is listening to my every word for no reason. And I, I it kind of ruined the game for me, Blake, and I'm a big baseball guy, but... It got to a point, you know, luckily it was cold, so we had an excuse to get out of there. But I kind of just went, hey, guys, it's really cold. Let's get out of here. I thought that lady was going to follow us and murder us all the way she was staring at me. It was funny because, like, it was a little windy. Like, it was... <laughs> We were from Utah. We left 20 degree weather and we were sitting in like maybe 55 degrees. <laughs> we're like, hey, it's a little chilly. Yeah, that's Should accurate. Get out of here. And uh, yeah, it was 100% because Porter was concerned about getting shanked in the back over a bag of chips, which I mean, things have been done for less, but we didn't want to end up on the not important news segment in the future yeah all i know is i was always taught as a kid it's it's polite not to stare that lady clearly was well, you, never taught that lesson you were obviously never Missed taught it's polite school. not to steal so <laughs> <laughs> hey i was not in no way involved in the stealing of those chips it was just passed to me <laughs> so I, I guess i probably would have got charged in in some sort of legal way uh being an accessory to theft but hey i just want to place the blame on you guys and say those chips were delicious and if that lady is listening to the podcast i would love to send you and your family a nice family-sized bag of chips at the pm and the am podcast expense to make this situation right <laughs> what's funny is a full family-sized bag of chips would be less expensive than what they paid for that bag. I, they paid 43 dollars and 70 cents for a bag of chips that was at, at that baseball True. game i have never seen concession prices so abnormally high so uh we'll give them two bags of chips to offset the cost that's it yeah there you go two bags of chips whatever we're moving past it we asked for your forgiveness we've already forgiven you for staring at us the entire game i think a, a nice peaceful resolution and off into the sunset we go 
And so, Blake, that moves us into the listener-submitted question of the week. And shout-out to Mama Bushman. You know, she's been stockpiling these listener-submitted questions. So many good questions, yeah. And she's sending them in before everyone else. So if you have a, a, a question in the queue that we've told you we're going to answer, Mama Bushman's got you beat by a few questions. So shout-out to her. We appreciate her good, hard-hitting questions. But if you've asked one, we're going to get to it in the future. We just haven't gotten to it yet. So without further ado, Blake... We are going to be answering this question. What are some weird smells that you actually enjoy? Yeah, this is a... I know there's a lot of people that like some really weird smells. I, I know people who like to smell like gasoline, which I don't know if that's you. But uh, if it is, you belong in a mental institution. You're nodding your head. How... What is it about the smell of gasoline that you enjoy? Uh, maybe the fact that I could just sit at a Sinclair or a Phillips 66 gas station and just enjoy that delicious smell for probably okay. like the whole uh, day and be fine. <laughs> a requirement for being a good smell is not, I can smell it at a Chevron. <laughs> like that's, that's the opposite. Hey, Chevron's better because they got Tecron, dude. <laughs> the opposite of a good requirement for a good smell is, can I smell it at a Phillips 66? Like that's not, that doesn't count. Yeah, but... I could smell it all day is what I'm saying. That makes it a pretty good smell. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's uh, the fact that you're not supposed to smell it. And so maybe that's, I don't know. I think you also must. Is there anything else? Like I'm worried about your your nasal glands at this point. Yeah, so there's another big one for me and that is Sharpies. I absolutely love the smell of Sharpies. (laughs) I could just uncap one give it a nice huff and uh that's i think that's concerning that's unreal yeah that's my wife like she has the largest pen and marker collection known to man and there's certain ones that she'll uncap and it stinks up the whole house i'm like i don't understand you do you like paint like did you eat Uh, paint chips as a child no see (laughs) paint is like it's the same Not smell. Bad smell. It's the same no. smell. Glue. Were you, were you mm. slurping down some Elmers back in the day? No, I did always cover my hand in it and then rip it off. I thought that was a lot of fun, <laughs> but I don't remember ever sniffing my hand when I had glue on it. So probably not glue. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I don't even like, you know how they make the scented markers? Mm. Like yeah, strawberry, toxic, whatever. Toxic waste strawberry. Right. Yeah, no, I know that yeah. flavor. I don't like those. I just like, give me the hard stuff. Give me the plain old black Sharpie. Maybe the giant jumbo black Sharpie. And uh, luckily, I work with Sharpies every day, so I get to take a couple hits a day. That's insane. You know, I have a Sharpie right here, and I'm going to take a hit live on the podcast, <laughs> and I'm going to give you a rating out of 10. Hold on. Let me, yeah, dude. Let this me is going to change your life. All right. Let's see this. I'm, I'm, this is uh, the first ever live smell test on the on the podcast here let's see this is a certified sharpie fine point okay i'm glad we got name brand that's important yeah i mean yeah oh does that matter is that oh yeah okay well it's yeah it has a little certification symbol on there so it's the real deal let's see that smells terrible oh my gosh oh. that burnt my nose hairs i don't it, <laughs> on my on my right nostril now is as clean as a whistle it's jeez i'm gonna cry that's because you just put the Sharpie ink in your nose. What do you want? You gotta, you gotta. I didn't. Yeah, you kind of give it, give it some space. There you go. Now Blake's taking some waft hits. That's gonna be much better. <laughs> no, not for me. You know what smell I like? Smoke. Not cigarettes. No, not cigarette smoke. I was like, that's the most controversial pick of all time. <laughs> Blake's like, just give me the Marlboro Reds. Mm, delicious. I hang out in the smoking section of airports. No, I, 
like the like bonfire, like a campfire smoke. Mm. Like, like yeah. it gets on your clothes and it stinks. Like I, I enjoy that smell because it usually is associated with a good time. Uh, markers uh-huh. and gasoline are not associated with a good time. I'm either A, paying way too much for gas, which makes me sad, or marker, I'm usually working on something and I just don't enjoy well working. So I <laughs> So I don't, I don't associate that with happiness either. Bonfires though. I'm like usually out roasting a weenie, making some s'mores. Now that's, that's a happiness memory smell right there. Which I'm fine with that at the moment of the fire. It's great. But you say you like the smell of your clothes afterward. That's like psychotic. Now look, that's crazy. I would never want to have my clothes smell like that all the time because I know, okay, that's what I, I know it for. stinks for other people. And like, it's a very strong like overpowering scents like i would never actually buy a bonfire cologne like that's not in my mm. amazon wish list but while it's there and you know you take a little on your clothes that's a that's a pleasant experience i enjoy it very okay, much okay i'll give you the while it's happening it's it's good as long as you're not getting it blasted in your eyeballs that is a terrible oh, feeling that always accompanies as you're sitting smell. at the fire well oh, i don't here's yeah. the thing i don't smell through my eyeballs so that wasn't <laughs> part of the, that wasn't part well, of you're the, not experiencing campfire that wasn't in consider you wow that's, <laughs> i didn't know that was a requirement for it and i was gonna say if because if you like sharpies and gas but you don't like the smell of a nice campfire i i I don't know how this is going to (laughs) work. Hey, I agree with you on the campfire. I like the smell of it as it's happening, but do not make me smell the clothes that I wore to a campfire the day after. Just shove a couple of Sharpies up your nose. You'll be all right. Well, yeah. And do not wear a nice hat to that campfire because that hat will stink forever. (laughs) So you got to be kind of conscious and and plan ahead when you're going to a fire. I'm only going to bring things that I can remove the smell of or that I don't care much about. If not, yeah, you might as well just color the entire thing with a Sharpie to make it smell better, which I have done with a pair of Vans, by the way, and that was a really strong smell. Oh, man, I imagine it rained and you smelled like a chemical bomb went <laughs> off. Like, <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. I'll, I'll give you that one you step for sure. In one, that was too much. You step in one puddle and everywhere you go, you're leaving just <laughs> toxic waste. <laughs> uh, it was a good way for me to repurpose the same pair of Vans for about eight years, but it definitely was too much Sharpie. <laughs> Is there any more smells that uh, you enjoy, Blake, that would be considered weird? Not that I would consider unusual, unless there's something that to me is so normal that it is unusual to somebody else. But not that I can think of. Like, I don't like the smell of, uh, well, Sharpie, for example. That's <laughs> you can't even think of anything. No, Come on, Blake. No, I'm, I'm fresh, out of, <laughs> fresh out of weird smells. <laughs> All right. I guess that means it's a good time to end the segment. Thanks for this question. And we will be right back with our embarrassing youth sports stories. You're not going to want to miss them. Stay tuned. And we are back. Blake, I'm super excited to be back with this embarrassing sports story segment. And for this one, you know, this is on me, Blake. I'm going to take a lot of the uh, blame here because I kind of run the social media on Instagram and I forgot to post this and ask our listeners for their submissions. So instead, you know, I took a last ditch effort (laughs) and we hit the main streets of Reddit and we asked Redditors what their most embarrassing youth sports story was. And so we've got some bangers coming up. Yeah, we should have just not said that it was on that we took these off of, you know, stories that were shared on on Reddit and just like attached a name of a listener that we know. <laughs> and, and like, oh yeah, Josh said. <laughs> and then we do like an at, we're like, 
<laughs> do like at your wife's app. This yeah, is so they're, <laughs> they're listening and been like, oh man, I had no idea. That would be <laughs> that never happened to me. That's <laughs> that's my name though, and that's my Instagram handle. No, that's a legendary idea, Blake. We should do that in the future. One day, one day. <laughs> All right, but before we get into these ones, Blake, we were kind of talking off air, and I as I was reading these stories, I had three or four stories come back to me that were that were good. So we've kind of talked about a few and I want to mix a couple of them in that were my own personal embarrassing moments. And the first one I got that I gave Blake kind of like a headline and and I had him dying. So this is an embarrassing moment for me. And this is when me and a buddy, we got called last minute to go umpire some uh, youth baseball games. We had never umpired before, really, you know, we played baseball, so we understood the rules. But we accidentally ended up completely ruining a team's chances of winning the championship. We we were terrible umps, Blake. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, like I said, we get called up. Our buddies are like, hey, we need you guys to go do this game for us. They didn't tell us that it was the freaking championship game. And no. <laughs> yeah. No experience, dude. And they put me behind the plate. And I realized it's kind of hard to, to call balls and strikes. It wasn't as easy as I always thought. You know, I was the kind of Oh, I mean, player. it's easy to call balls and strikes. It's, it's hard to do it right. <laughs> yeah. So the first inning, I realize I'm really bad at this. There's parents on both sides complaining. There's a lot of screaming going on, a lot of upset coaches. And it didn't take me long to realize that I am not good at staying like impartial and being a fair judge. And so... <laughs> Let's say Did you pick us up. <laughs> the team on the left, Blake, was like, hey, it's okay, man. You're doing the best that you can. We appreciate you being here. And the team on the right was like, why the heck are you here? You're horrible. You suck. Like, their parents are yelling and screaming at me. And hey, I'm just going to say, in, in that moment, Blake, it is really difficult to stay completely 100% impartial. I don't remember oh. like any calls where I was like, I'm going to screw this team. Strike or whatever. <laughs> but over the course of the game, I think we made a worse team win, Blake. The team that was, they were good sports, but I don't think they were a very good team. And uh, I ended up pulling them through for the championship or the playoffs or whatever the result of that game was. So. That was that was a hard one to swallow, you know. I got yelled at, screamed at in the face like ten times, and I've never been like more happy to just cash a paycheck and move on as I was. I I never umpired another game after that. Ah, uh, so uh, you cashed a paycheck, so the team paid you off. Not only were they nice, <laughs> but there was also a little uh, monetary incentive, as I, I understand. I'm sure that would have worked on me, as uh, you can tell from my umpiring morals. Uh, <laughs> that I probably that team been happy was mean to me. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard though dude I, I promise i was you know i had no affiliation to either team before the game knew yeah. nobody from those teams but after just hearing the things that one team was saying versus the other i think it's natural to kind of go with the compliments they're like you're doing okay whatever i'm like i'm doing good yeah listen over here <laughs> yeah i am certain that i could never be an umpire referee judge whatever because I will always find a side and take it. I, see? I, I cannot be impartial to anything. I will find a favorite. And that can be whether the kid had on some dope sunglasses or I just like the team colors better. Or the other team had a dumb <laughs> name. Like they were the... the Jalapenos? Uh, yeah. Hey, listen. <laughs> they Yeah, if the one team was the Jalapenos, I would definitely go against them. All right? I mean, 
not my brightest moment in basketball history. So I understand why we lost so many games now. Because I definitely couldn't do it. I would be like, these guys are a bunch of schmucks. I'm going to go ahead and give it to this other team. It was harder than I thought, Blake. But that's definitely an embarrassing moment that I had in youth sports, even though I wasn't as young as uh, obviously the kids that were playing. But how much would it take to pay you off? Mm, I don't think I would have taken the money in the moment. But mm, uh, liar. A couple hundred at least. <laughs> I'm let's not doing say, it for cheap, Blake. Let's say let's say the red team offers you two fifty. You taking it? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's... what's one fifty? Hey, the thing about baseball is like I could call a bad strike zone, whatever. They the other kids could still hit the ball. They could still lose, you know. So you don't have to feel quite a, as bad as if you're in the NBA and you're kind of like controlling the fouls and like how many free points they get to shoot, or like the NFL where you're like it's third down and they're going for or it's like fourth down and they're going for it and you're like oh i'm gonna call a holding here just to preserve preserve the drive yeah but now okay so let's say this high school state championship you're the ref how much does that team have to pay you off uh i don't want to do any jail i don't want to do any jail time actually so mm, okay not it's gotta be a lot right not state championship then just a regular season game it still has to be a lot because i think you can get some pretty harsh punishment for being caught can't be though yeah i mean the nba get refs that were fixing games for betting well nba yeah but there's there's a combined total of a billion dollars running out on that court i'm talking i'm talking high school regular season you know you got West Side versus Lone Mountain, and <laughs> well, I'm a big Lone Mountain fan, so uh, <laughs> so I guess it depends on the school, is what I'm saying. But I think it's hard mm. to quantify a number. What would you take? Fifty bucks, and, and fifty bucks and up. Uh, like I said, I will be bought. <laughs> you know, I will be more blatant as the money goes up for sure, because <laughs> I, I there comes a point in time where it's like, okay, I might get fined here. But if mm-hmm. I'm making enough money to justify it, it's okay. You know, so. I just thought of an even better idea. Why don't you just get the iPad that has the tip screen of 20, 25, and 30% on it? <laughs> you go up to the winning team after the game and you just say, all right, I, this iPad's just going to ask you a couple of questions. <laughs> flip it around and it's like total 50 and then there's the 20 25 30 percent tip so based off of the calls that you make you're gonna earn a little bit more smart smart i think i may have just came up with the move i'm doing that at the end of every quarter though that's that's that's, i'm not waiting till the end of the game because (laughs) i'm gonna let them see that hey this is working because then by the end of the game, I'm going to be getting some massive tips. So I love that business model. I think we just came up with make cash now. The new uh, pyramid scheme will be referee tipping. Maybe. I think what we actually <laughs> did is just uh, block ourselves from all further refereeing ventures uh, at any level, which, you know, I'm fine with. So I'm glad to kind of clear the air on this topic. And uh, hopefully those youth baseball players can find it in their hearts to forgive me if I somehow affected them. I promise I Kid wasn't taking scholarship. Wasn't any, yeah, I mean, I'm sure at 11 years they were losing scholarships. Wasn't anything personal. I was doing a terrible job either way, and I really don't think I was trying to screw the one team over, but it may have happened. So apologies, and let's move on, Blake. You got any more good stories for us? Yeah, I, I got one here. Uh, it's actually from baseball as well, but this was a player. They said, I was playing catcher in baseball in high school. My pants ripped at the beginning of the inning, and no one told me. I only figured it out when I sat down on the bench and felt cold metal. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <goodness. laughs> it's much worse when you think about the position a catcher is uh, seated in during the inning. <laughs> yeah. um, because if here's my concern is if this guy felt cold metal on his cheeks, that means that the, the, the rip was 
rather large. And so yeah. I need to know the level of exposure that was seen by everybody. Because not only like the place that the catcher is on the field, <laughs> it's right in front of you. I mean, mm-hmm. the first person you see. And then the position they're in is full squat. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, you know, there was some spreadage. Like, this is the most unfortunate situation to possibly be in. I mean, if you rip your pants, but you're in the outfield, you waddle on back and you're okay. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what happened the rest of the game, but I'd be curious to know. Oh, yeah, that's uh, definitely one that would be hard to come back from. And yeah, I mean, the cold bench would not be a good way to figure that out. And also, I mean, if you don't have another pair of pants there, you're just kind of out of luck there. <laughs> So hopefully yeah. somebody spotted him a pair of gym shorts or something that he could throw on over the top because that's not that's not a good way to enjoy a baseball game. Uh, no. All right. I got to get to this story. You want me to read another one while you're looking it up? Yeah, go for it. All right, I got one here. This is probably one of my favorites that I saw. It says, I was 15 playing basketball. I had to fart, so I decided to do it while going for a layup, and I crapped my pants. A full-on duty fell from my shorts onto the court. The teammates looked on in horror, and the game was stopped as I left the court. I ran to the bathroom to finish going and clean my leg. No, I didn't change. Thankfully, this wasn't in a high school game. It was just a pickup game. I'm 34, though, and people still bring it up. Oh, man, yeah, that's one you're never going to live down. If anybody was present at that moment, that's always going to be like, oh, that's Michael from the pickup basketball game poop incident. You heard that again? You heard that? My question is, why was his brilliant idea to do it while going for a layup? There is only. I mean, he was he was trying to dunk, Blake. He was trying to get that extra exhaust. He's going extra, up. He wanted the extra the boost going up. Double, is that the secret to double jump? Is he just let no. one go mid-jump? <laughs> That must be it. But my question is, there is a, there is not a lot of time in basketball where the majority of the attention is on you. Mm-hmm. When that is, though, is when you're driving to the basket to lay up or dunk or whatever. And then he decided that was the best time Yikes. <laughs> to let it go. And because if he, you know, full on crapped himself, that means that this wasn't going to be just a little like this was going to this was going to be some there was going to be some force behind it because it full-on shot something out that landed on the floor which is probably the most unfortunate thing that can happen while playing basketball i I would agree and it's it's funny that the story that i was looking for is similar (laughs) and so i gotta go ahead and read this one as well so it says not me but a teammate was playing basketball He was shooting a free throw and crapped his pants. No, no, no. (laughs) It fell out of his pants onto the gym floor. His dad was the coach and he tried to play it off as if it was no big deal and just kicked it off to the side. (laughs) Only it didn't go off to the side. It smeared. So we needed to stop practice for a bit so they could clean it up. Poor kid. Oh, no. (laughs) Why would you kick it? (laughs) That's what I thought too. I was like, I don't really understand the decision making there. I also like the specification at the beginning of the post that says, "Not me, comma, <laughs> yeah. but a teammate." They were yeah. trying to to clear their cover their, their tracks name. a little bit, yeah, make sure it wasn't them. I mean, that guy must have really had some focus on his free throw. You know, that's when you're standing <laughs> at the line. You got to take your time. You got to go through your routine, oh, and you got to yeah. knock down the shot. They he- say relax to. T- you can shoot better when you're relaxed. That's not what they mean. They don't mean no. relax every single muscle in your body. There's some that you need to keep a little clenched. Like and that one would be the sphincter. <laughs> yeah, when I said earlier that the moment that most of the attention is on you is while you're driving 
for a layup or whatever. Uh, even more so when you're shooting free throws. There, oh, yeah. There's not, 100%. There's not a worse time. <laughs> like, I can't imagine the amount of pain that he must have been in before this happened. Like, he I was know going he was, through it, yeah. Yeah, because that means he was got fouled while had a stomach ache, and it didn't happen then. So I believe this was a conscious decision to yeah. let it happen during the free throw. I mean, he could have, he was at the line, game was stopped. He could have ran off towards the bathroom. He just decided to drop it on the line. Which, yeah, that's, I'm just imagining like, you know, you got music playing in the background and then everything comes to a dead stop and it's just pure silence as everybody's <laughs> looking at the the log that is joined to them Oof. in the, in the in, on the court. So, uh, man, I'm surprised about how many stories there are about people having accidents while playing basketball. Yeah. That's unreal. I'll take a step away from going to the bathroom at a public event for just a second. There will probably be more. But uh, I have another one here that says, I remember back in Little League when I first started playing, I had a helmet on that was too big for me. I got a good hit and started booking it to first base. I got the signal of the round to second, so I kept booking it. But my helmet started falling onto my face, and I'm still running as fast as I can, and I can hear people yelling at me, and I figured they were just cheering me on. So I put my head down so I can see the ground and just kept running. At this time, I noticed the ground I'm running on is grass and not dirt, and I get slapped by a glove. (laughs) Only then did I realize that I had run all the way out into the outfield, right to the center fielder who tagged me out. No, that has to be the only tag out that center fielder... (laughs) That has ever occurred in center field. <laughs> I just, I, <laughs> That's my amazing. Favorite, my favorite thing is everybody else, because he's here and cheering. Like everybody mm. was yelling, stop, turn around, you moron. <laughs> but he was here and cheering and was like, I'm killing it right now. I'm falling. <laughs> so cranking those wheels. And I'm imagining this outfielder catches the ball, gets ready to, to throw it to second base or whatever. And before they throw, they just see you <laughs> running straight at them. <laughs> And then they just hold on to the ball and wait. And as you run up to them, they just kind of swing their glove out on the side. I mean, this is like Chicken Little. Do you ever you ever watch that show? Yeah, I have. I, where, I, I vaguely remember the scene. I mean, this this exact scene doesn't happen where he runs out into into the outfield, but yeah. his helmet is just yeah. way too big for his head, and so he's running. And you just like you just see his little legs going. That's all I'm imagining. It's just this massive helmet, and you just see these two little legs going. The the thing that's perplexing me is the fact that the guy thought he could hit a home run without like, you know, you got to turn left at first, you got to turn left at second, you got to turn left at third. The guy forgot that you got to make a couple more left turns and just decided, (laughs) I went to first and now I'm going to go home and get a home run without touching any more bases. But that's awesome. That's a great story. Picturing that is hilarious. Now, I do think that more people should start to try this because what happens if you run out, you get the ball yourself. You can't like, you know, it's rolling. People are trying to get it. You grab it and you throw it over the fence. Does that count as a home run? I would count it personally. No, absolutely not. Like you're going blasphemous against the great game of baseball, which the next story is actually baseball theme. So Mm. this story is titled Shrek Day at the Ballpark. So this one says in high school, I was in a sports marketing class. And for this sports marketing class, we had to create an event centered around the baseball team at one of their biggest games so that we could increase the fan attendance. So me and a couple other teammates had the class together and we had the bright idea that we were going to create a baseball game event centered around our hero, Shrek. And we created Shrek Day at the ballpark. 
where there would be multiple activities featuring Shrek, and there would just be many mentions of Shrek. Uh, Come to find out, this game was against our biggest rivals and ended up being one of the most uncomfortable things as we were losing to our rivals by multiple runs, and the whole time the fans were celebrating Shrek, and we ended up losing the game. It was a terrible feeling. I'm just imagining... Oh, man. I'm just imagining that on all the helmets that they have, there's little Shrek ears. <laughs> so you get struck out, and then you're walking back to the dugout, and you just got little Shrek ears. Shrek ears flop down. Yeah. Oh. oh, my gosh. Who thought that was the best idea ever, huh? Are you trying to are you trying to ask if that's actually one of my stories, Blake? <laughs> Look, I just I'm wondering what the thought process was that went into that Shrek day at the ballpark. <laughs> Let me tell you, uh, there was not a lot of thought process going in. We were having a great time in the sports marketing class. We didn't realize that playing against our biggest rivals, it would probably be embarrassing to have those events going on. Oh, and man. just be embarrassing ourselves not only on the field but with our entire yeah. sports marketing yeah. class and the event they put together. Now had you now had you know this team obviously not you uh, <laughs> won the Shrek team Shrek had they won that would have been legendary. Yeah, but getting beat <laughs> while <laughs> while you have Shrek Day is top three most demoralizing things that have ever happened in the history of sports. It's unreal. Definitely embarrassing. I, I feel so embarrassed for this guy, I should say. That's a yeah, all I'm no. gonna throw out Wh- there. Whoever it was, we wonder. We don't know. Well, who I'll uh, let that person forget about this for a minute because at least they didn't and once again we're going back, uh crap themselves. <laughs> Please and tell me it's at least not basketball. It is baseball this time. Oh. So it looks like the most embarrassing sports you can play are baseball and basketball. Hey, I did find some swimming ones, Mr. Swimmer, but I'm not going to share them. (laughs) Oh, listen, all of swimming just in general is so embarrassing that we just get used to it. So at least this one, it says, in like third grade, I played t-ball. One day right before a game, the coach said I was going to be the pitcher for the game. And I had always thought that the pitcher was the best spot to be in. Wrong. The third hit of the game smacked me right in the stomach, and I crapped myself. <laughs> it was everywhere, and I cried. I never played t-ball again. Man, that's tough. Like, first of all, getting hit in the stomach. I didn't know that it could make you instantly crap. <laughs> <laughs> you ever watch Hot Rod? With the... It's been a minute. <laughs> there's a the one of the random storylines in Hot Rod is that there's a karate move that can make a grown man instantly use the facilities in his pants, and uh, I it, it basically is you just punch him in the stomach. <laughs> so my question about this is that I don't understand is they were playing t-ball, but the kid was the pitcher. <laughs> my question is, is there a pitcher in t-ball? Being the pitcher in t-ball. You get all the action. That's where all the kids are generally hitting. So it's oh, it's one of the more to fun the outfield, positions. So. Yeah, they, they're not getting anything past you. The outfield kids suck. So playing pitcher could be fun unless you get absolutely <laughs> smoked in the stomach, which maybe there should have been some coaching to have this kid scoot back when they realized the kid coming up to bat actually can hit it's the ball. Six, unlike four, the other. 250. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there should have been some judgment at play there, maybe from an outside perspective. But is man, there adult T-ball? Terrible. Also, why was this kid playing t-ball in third grade? Is that is that old or is that young? Yeah, that's way too old. Oh. Kindergarten is t-ball. Okay, well then in that case, I re- I take back my last question of is there adult t-ball? Because I was about to say, that sounds like a good time. Because 
I don't know if anybody has ever struck out in T-ball. So I feel like I could do a lot better if I could control a little bit more of the game. All right, Blake, we'll line you up. I'll hit it off a tee and you can be the pitcher. <laughs> oh, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to reenact this to see if you can actually hit somebody hard enough to make them uh, spoil themselves. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty embarrassing segment. Great stories there. Great time overall. This has been a, a great episode, Blake. Was there anything you wanted to remind the listeners of or anything for them before we head out? Yeah, all I can say is if you plan on playing in any sporting events of any kind, uh, typically baseball and basketball, please use the restroom before you step out onto the field. It will very likely take away all memorable experiences for you, but some memories you don't want to remember, so it'll be okay. All right, well, thanks everybody for tuning in this week, and we will catch you guys on the next one. Peace out. Congrats on making it all the way to the end. We hope you enjoyed the show. You are now officially part of the PM and the AM fan base, the morning people, and we are super pumped to have you here. Now that you're a part of the crew, please share the episode with a friend and make sure to check out the rest of our shows and social media content for more hilarious brackets, crazy questions, and an overall great time. Thanks for listening. It truly means a lot to us, and we'll catch you guys next week.